What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories. From Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond, we're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow off the pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud, or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Rollback. We are going through our must-add players after week eight, and here's how this works. We're going to go position by position. We're each going to give our top pick at that position, who we would grab from the waiver wire, around like 40%-ish rostered on given platforms. And if we pick the same guy, we're going to do a little trivia tiebreaker so that we, we're not allowed to the same person so that we can kind of go through who would we would add, maybe a couple guys we would cut. It's also the trade deadline this week. So a lot of these things might change as we go on. The trade deadline is tomorrow, Tuesday. We're recording this Monday, so keep that in mind with our selections. Obviously, if any trades are made, if like Kareem Hunt from the Browns is traded, obviously that changes things. But we're going to go through with what we know on Monday. Uh, this week is slim pickings. Six teams run by. Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, Niners. So at receiver, that's like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. A lot of guys. Cooper Cup is an ankle sprain. A lot of receivers. People are hurting. And then running back, Nick Chubb, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke and Tony Pollard. So a lot of rosters are down bad this week. It's going to, oh my God, I'm going to have some really bleak looking starting lineups this weekend. It's going to be tough. Yeah, the waiver wire really shifts. I mean, it's really ebbs and flows. Last week, I feel like it was robust and this week it is a desert. It's so true. It is so true. Let's just start at running back. Let's just like head right into the desert. Uh, Obviously, there's guys... (laughs) I don't know. It's oof. Oof. So there's obviously guys, I don't even know if they'd be out here, but that we would probably pick over what's left, but we're doing like 40-ish percent or so. Deontay Foreman, obviously for the Panthers and even Shuba Hubbard. If those guys are like out there, we'd probably take those guys over what's left. But, you know, if there's good players, go get them. Well, Chuba qualifies for our game. He's under 40 on ESPN. All right, then. Well, we'll see where he comes in. <laughs> so I may have uh, just... Pl- uh, Showing my cards there, but <laughs> perhaps he you is did. available. Well, then just go, Craig. Who's your number one running back after week eight? I it's by default it's Chuba. I know he he was hurt. He didn't play last week, but 
He's he's running back on the Panthers. Um, when he played with Foreman in the first game after McCaffrey left Carolina, he he I mean he played more. He was the starter. He doubled Foreman in carries. He was the passing down guy, and. Although Foreman played really well, I'd, I'd have to imagine that at the very least, Hubbard is the third down guy and then mixing in a little bit on the first two downs. So, listen, me recommending a running back share for Carolina, not exactly going to, you know, blow your socks off, but I honestly think that might be the best option if you need a guy next week. DK? Yeah. It, to me, it comes down to like about four different guys, and I'm going to stick with Hubbard too, just because I think the Panthers' offense is actually playing a little bit better than we expected lately. You know, PJ Walker, Phil Walker, our guy, has them has them going at least a little bit better than they were earlier. Um, I do think that Foreman's probably going to split reps with Hubbard, and like Craig said, he's probably going to get more of the passing down work. I think that's probably like going to be his role. So um, there may, there may be a little bit of uh, opportunity there for him here, but like this is a good example, I think, just overall of the week, it's not a good running back week in particular. Like, if you have depth issues at running back, like, we're not going to be able to help you a whole lot here. There's a couple different guys to add, but probably stick with Hubbard for now. Yeah, I'll take Hubbard, too. It's totally uninspiring, and honestly, I think Deontay Foreman, if he didn't already have the job, just will have the job now. But, yeah. He's looked awesome. I mean, he has looked really good. So. Yeah, but he, he doesn't play on third downs pretty much at all. So, Hubbard will be involved. But again, it's like you could be a great team, but if you have Dick Chubb and Saquon, they're both gone. It's like you probably do need a running back. So, all right, trivia time. Uh, this is from, oh no, sorry. Please, hands in the air. I wish, I just want to say, I wish his name was Chubba. Chubba, Chubba? Hubbard would have been a lot funny. It is the <laughs> Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> the jazz fingers. Showdown time. Yeah. <laughs> Love that Jesse throws in the hands <laughs> emoji. Uh. All right, for Chuba Hubbard, this is from Andrew. 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 Thank you, Andrew. Happy Halloween, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention Halloween. No. If Andrew celebrates, yes. Yeah, this, this waiver wire is outright spooky. All right, it's from Andrew. How long is the recommended length to cook a single Hot Pocket in a traditional oven? Oh, wow. In, a, in an oven, not a microwave. Not a microwave. Not a toaster. An oven? An oven. An oven. Our hot, hot Pockets are frozen, right? I was <laughs> going to ask that. I think so, it's yeah. My first, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have a thought in my, my head. When you guys are ready, we can all say it at the same time. Cooking time? So we're just saying, we're assuming like 350 to 400 degrees-ish. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the question here. I, I, I'm firmly <laughs> going to be in Camp 425. Oh, 425. A, that's a bit high. Pocket. That's a bit high. Yeah. Low and slow, that's the move. That's how you keep it warm on the inside and outside. <laughs> you you got to get the gooey insides. Um, all right, Craig, you go. What do you got first? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... 12 minutes? I was going to say 17. My answer is 20 that I had in my head. The answer is, the answer is tw- 27 minutes. Oh, good lord. Who's what are they do doing today? 225? <laughs> <laughs> slow and slow. Is, not even throw that thing in a slow cooker. They're not that big. That's wild. Man, I got shafted there. Known. We probably should have known based on this question that it was going to be like ridiculously high or something. That's because whatever, was you, you got to like heat it up hot enough to melt the plastic that's inside of it or whatever the hell, <laughs> whatever the hell you're eating, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. 27 right, so minutes? Get... That's like way too much for a hot pocket. At what? Did they, there's that? no temperature instruction? I'd love to know how hot. It's got to be 350 then. There's no way they're doing 425 for a oh, half I, an I'm hour. I'm going to go to the official hot pocket website. Hot pocket heating instructions. Uh... <laughs> what a great question. I thought it was so funny. I feel like Hot Pockets are supposed to be something that you eat very quickly. Preheat oven to 350. Oh my God, it actually says 28 minutes. Good Lord. 
at 350. Is this a freaking lasagna? What is this thing? <laughs> I guess because it's frozen. Who in their right mind is cooking this thing in the oven when it takes two to three minutes in the microwave? How many people <laughs> in human history do you think have done this? Oh, man. Anyway, all right, I get Chuba Hubbard. Uh, DK, you get next here, so you get next pick. All right, so I, with him off the table, I think I'm going to go with Caleb Huntley from the Falcons, who he's consistently carried the ball quite a few times the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we know the Falcons are going to want to run the football. That's a big part of their identity. Um, he's, I would say, slightly behind uh, Tyler Algier in the rotation there, and he's not going to get a ton of passing game work, but he's been re- he's running hard, you know, and he's been getting a pretty decent volume. So Caleb Huntley would probably be my second choice here. I think that's a good pick. I want to emphasize that he's a super short-term play because there's other running yes. backs that if you have an yes. interest beyond this week because Cordero Patterson and maybe Damian Williams are going to come back soon. However, for this week, Caleb Huntley, Falcons are playing the Chargers, dude. Philosophically, the Falcons are like these running zealots. And then the Chargers like give care. up like 5.7 yards a carry. So, I mean, yeah, if, if Caleb Huntley gets double-digit carries against, I mean, what's 5.7 times 15? I don't know. I don't know if we have the technology to figure that out, but it's a lot. <laughs> So, man, bottom of the barrel here. I would say I'm between, God. So there's this Kyron Williams thing with the Rams where he got activated off of IR. He's been practicing. He didn't play last week. And he could play this week. He might. And if he does, I think I would maybe pick him. Although, God, I mean, the Rams running back situation is so bleak. Daryl Henderson this week was outtouched by Ronnie Rivers, who's an undrafted free agent rookie, <laughs> he was out touched 10 to 2 in the first half, and they both didn't do anything. I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie Rivers, Rivers sounds like a porn name. I mean, for it this does. week, it sounds like I'm the sp- backup choice for Dirk Diggle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> John C. Really Riley's does. name in the movie is Ronnie Rivers. But I, th- I think I'm going to take, I'm not going to take Kyron Williams because I just don't know anything. I, I might take Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. I, I'm even surprised you didn't take Kenyon Drake. You guys were all about Kenyon Drake a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Kenyon Drake is another guy I had on the list. He got seven carries, four catches in this last game and outsnapped Gus Edwards, who re-injured his hamstring or injured his hamstring, which was based on the knee injury. So he could go forward and have, I guess, the lead, quote unquote, lead back role for the Ravens offense. He's another option, I think, that you could definitely use. If Gus is playing, though, I don't I don't want that's the So the problem with Gus. So Gus Edwards is, I do think a good option for like that the stretch run because the Ravens are going to their bye and then after that they have a lot of good run matchups but the problem is they're on Monday Night Football against the Saints and one that's not a great matchup but two just you don't know if Gus is going to play till the Monday so having Kenya Drake stuff having said that Gus Edwards big picture towards ACL didn't come back for like a month into the season and then in his second game back hurt his hamstring so like what are they going to do are they going to give him 40, 50% of the snaps. That just feels unlikely. Their buy is next week. Are they, I don't know. It, it would be really strange to me if Kenyon Drake didn't get at least just as many touches as Gus Edwards if he, Gus Edwards is hurting his hamstring his second game back from ACL. So I actually think in as much of an annoying situation as Kenyon Drake is to be waiting till Monday to know, I'd rather, if you're down bad and you're in a pinch, I'd rather have Kenyon Drake than some of these other dregs. Kenyon Drake at least sucks sucks to play whack-a-mole with these Ravens running backs. It does. It's just, like, depressing. But I do think, yes, he's a a fine option. The other guy that I would add here, if you really are in a pinch this weekend, is Latavius Murray for the Broncos, who had 14 carries. The Broncos are on by. Yeah. Ah, Well, there you go. So not this weekend, the next weekend, then. Um, It's just, oh, God. There's a lot of buys this weekend. My bad. 
They're, I feel like we're just cycling through Denver and Baltimore running backs every week, whichever one's like going to be the guy who doesn't have a hurt hamstring this week. Uh, but yeah, I bet you convince me. I will. I will pick Drake as my third guy. Other guys I was considering. I was, you know, James Cook for the Bills is the number two behind Singletary, and the Bills have a really easy schedule. Cook could play a little bit more. Um, I mean, Jalen Warren. The Steelers run by next week, but you know, dude, Jalen Warren. You know, twenty four percent of Jalen Warren's carries have gone over ten yards. He straight up just looks better. Yes. 8% of he Najee's does. carries have gone over 10 yards. The thing, well, Najee's not an explosive guy. I will say the only thing Jalen Warren, the only caveat is a lot of his touches have come when the Steelers are just like, oh, screw it. We're down by 30. We're just going to give, we take Najee out of the game. But, but that's like every half time of every Jalen game. Warren gets the ball, <laughs> every time, this happened to Saquon when Saquon came back from the ACL and wasn't explosive, where Najee's gets the ball and there's so much juice. So I'm like, nice. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Jalen Warren. Like the best run every Steelers game is not Najee. It's always a Jalen Warren run. And who wants to admit that? So Jalen Warren, Rashad White, Kyron Williams. Let's let's order these again. Let's start. Well, to your again. point, Just, uh, Craig, about you, I, I think one of you mentioned Rashad White. I, I want to be super clear about this. If you needed someone to play this week, I think Caleb Huntley's a good one, Kenyon Drake. But if you're talking about the rest of the season, dude, Isaiah Pacheco, as Chief Craig mentioned, for the Chiefs, um, James Cook for the Bills. These are both guys in a similar situation. These are both rookies on probably the two most explosive offenses in the NFL that are the only other running back getting touches at this point. In Buffalo, it's just Devin Singletary and James Cook. And they came out of the bye, and he's, he's not getting a ton of touches. But if anything happens to Devin Singletary, James Cook's going to have a huge piece of the Bills' backfield. And then Isaiah Pacheco's the same deal. They named him the starter, and it was kind of weird. It didn't matter that much. But now the Chiefs went on bye, and now the Chiefs are back. I have no idea if Pacheco's going to be, like, the guy. But even if there's a 20% chance which is reasonable, that they named a rookie the starter, went on by, and they come back, and he's a big role. Even if there's a 20% chance that Pacheco is just, like, the main guy, you have to, like, add him and just put him on your bench and see. Because if Pacheco comes out in this game and gets, like, 20 carries and 120 yards and two touchdowns, that's the kind of thing that can, like, win you your league. And it's like, I don't know if that's going to happen, but, like, the upside is so insane that that's the kind of person I'd rather have on my bench than, like, I'm trying to think of a board, like a Zay Jones, Marvin Jones. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Absolutely. So that way, and Dontrell Hilliard for the Titans is the same way if Derrick Henry gets hurt. Yeah. All right. So to re- let's re- really quickly run through them again in, in order. Hubbard, Caleb Huntley, Kenyon Drake, Pacheco, James Cook, Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren, who's also on by, Rashad White. Did I miss anybody? Uh, I will also say we don't know the trade deadline yet, but it's Ernest Johnson for the Browns. If Cream Hunt ends up yeah. ends up getting traded, he's like the guy for Nick Chubb, and he would probably be playing even more than Cream Hunt has been playing. So Ernest Johnson is definitely want to keep an That's eye. Another on. good one. Um, yeah, but yeah, Pacheco and like a month from now, I think Pacheco and Cook are the guys that will have been the most valuable at this point in time. Tackle millions in prizes all football season long in FanDuel Fantasy Contest. If you're new to fantasy, get in on the action right now with $10 bonus for playing just $1 in fantasy on FanDuel. There are so many different game types to choose from. Full slate contests featuring multiple games, season-long best ball contests, and single-game showdowns. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So whether it's Thursday night or right before kickoff on Sunday, FanDuel always has contests available. DFS this week, Eagles-Texans. My God, I mean, you could just... I guess the obvious thing is going to be putting like Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown MVP. Honestly, I would do like Devontae Smith in MVP because he had a bad couple games, but like you never know, it could bounce back. And then boom, Eagles. I like that. Or if you're Craig, you could just love the Texans and just do like five Texans players. Damian Pierce has not let me down yet. 
Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app to get your $10 bonus now to start making every moment more. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Okay, wide receivers. So, again, we're going like guys that are like 40-ish percent rostered in ESPN Yahoo, but I do quickly want to shout out, dude, Allen Robinson, back from the dead. Just yep, in baby. case Cooper yep. Cup is his ankle injury. Even if he doesn't, listen, I think he's worth rostering. I really do. <laughs> he is worthy of the last spot on your team. Craig is all Ugh. in on the Rams. I don't know. I'm loving this. DK, who's your top receiver after week eight for adding? There's actually good, there's good options at receiver this week, I think. Uh, and I'm going to start with, at the top of my list, Josh Palmer from the Chargers. And it's mainly injury-related. Mike Williams is out for a couple of weeks, at least, with what seems like a high ankle sprain. And I think I saw today, Keenan Allen's still not practicing. So who knows when he's going to be back. What happened to him? Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas are just off somewhere on a vacation. <laughs> I, honestly, just, dude, these hamstring I believe it's a hamstring injury, isn't it? Like, these things are yes. just... They linger, man. They're lingerers. Lingerer. <laughs> Lingerer. Yeah. Keenan Allen not practicing on Monday. Uh, that just doesn't bode well for this week. So basically, at the end of the day, Josh Palmer is like the number one receiver on the Chargers. And, I, I, you know, I don't think he's a super good player. He's more like a role player. But he will probably get the volume that you're looking for in fantasy. And so I think I'm going to go. I'm going to vote for the volume here and go with Josh Palmer. I had the same one. Also, they're playing the Falcons in just the same way that the Falcons are playing the Chargers, and the Chargers can't stop the run, which is good for the Falcons running backs. Dude, I don't think the Falcons' pass defense is very good at all. It's probably one of the worst bottom five in the league. So I think that this could... I think this could probably be Josh Palmer's best game of the season. It's possible. Yeah. The pro- I just don't think Josh Palmer is very good. I, I mean, think that, yeah. So I think that filling in for Keenan Allen was not as good for him as feeding in for Mike Williams. I think that we always talk about the slot being great for guys. I think Josh Palmer's actually been better outside, and I think that if he gets to cosplay as Mike Williams and Keenan Allen does play in this game, that will actually be much better for him. Uh, I actually didn't have him. Hmm. I had Rondell Moore. Yeah, he's my second, number two here. I, I think he's just straight up better than Josh Palmer. And also, right now, as crazy as this is to say, I feel just as good about Arizona's passing offense that I do about the Chargers. Maybe the body really? is going to fix them. The Chargers are completely broken offensively. They can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. All they do is check down. I think Everett and Eckler will have good games. I, I don't particularly feel that confident that Josh Palmer on the outside against A.J. Terrell is going to do anything. I, I, I need to see it first from the Chargers. Is Rondale, Terrell back? I don't know if he's I'm not going to lie. I screwed up this time, and I would choose Rondale. I didn't realize he was on this thing. I looked wrong. Yeah, he's yeah I would have Rondale over Palmer. 35% on Yahoo. Rondale right now. Um, I mean, he had the best game of his career last week. 92 yards, touchdown. Played out of the slot. Like, it finally felt like he was in the right role uh, for the Cardinals. With DeAndre back, I feel like it opens up a lot for what they can do with Rondale. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a startable fantasy player. So, the the key here with Rondale, which I do like, and it gave me pause last week because, not this last week, but the week before, they used Rondale, like, on the outside primarily, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. He's, like, 5'6", you know? and in this last game, he played almost all of his snaps in the slot where he belongs. He was the he is the de facto number two in this, in this offense now. So um, I think that's really good. That's that obviously bodes well for his is you know what he's going to do production wise down the line. So I I definitely like the Rondale Moore thing, but I, I, to me the Palmer one is just more interesting because he's going to get just fed. But I definitely see why you guys like more here, and I do, I do like both of these picks. Palmer, I, right. I'll, I'll put it this way. If Palmer doesn't start being good too soon, it's going to feel like fetch. It's like everyone wants him to be a thing, and it's like, okay, cool. I, I'm with you, but like, he better be a thing soon. 
That's also, all. like, I don't know, DeAndre Carter has outperformed Josh Palmer every step of the way. I, I, I'm not positive that it's not going to be him that leads the team in, in receiving. I agree. I think that Josh Palmer is better suited to be replacing Mike Williams than he was to, to do Keenan Allen. But well, okay. I, you guys, I, you guys I, I like are going to do, do a showdown on Rondale, then. Let's, let's hear it. I can't believe that DK is the one not involved in the Rondale Moore showdown. What, what a world. I uh, have washed my hands of Rondale Moore <laughs> for the benefit of everyone in the world. Everybody, every player that DK likes who's like doesn't be good immediately, DK kind of abandons them after like a year, except for Justin Fields. He just kind of just does. No, really this quickly. is this is me overreacting to last year being excited about Rondell Moore and like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People you being love mad Marquise about Brown, it. he had a hot start and then was worse, and then you were done with him. I don't think Rondell Moore is bad. I think Rondell Moore is good. I'm just abstaining from the Rondell Moore hype, is what I'm saying. So it I, is I, the I Rondell Moore spooky. Showdown time. Ooh. Okay, so do you want me to do this one? Yeah. Fire one at us here. Um, no hot pockets. All right. Here we go. Here's a good one. There's uh, no name attached to this, so we're just going to have to say thank you to whoever sent this. It was a ghost. Yeah. Ooh, spooky. How many buildings in New York City have their own zip code? Speaking of zip codes, Heifetz knows them all. How many buildings? have their own zip code. Feels like there's more to the story here. I don't know. Why do the buildings have their own zip code? <laughs> my first question was, huge. I didn't know they had... <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Because they're huge. No, I I, I think... Well, I'm, I have my answer in my head. Well, great. The guy who fucking grew up in New York. Uh, <laughs> you know... Like... Can, I'm always the one who guesses first. Hi, if it's you guess. <laughs> well, I have my answer and you guess and I'm just going to say what I'm thinking no matter what. I did that before. Yeah, but I need to anchor myself to your answer. No, I don't want you to anchor yourself to me. I want to hear what you think. Six buildings. Oh my God, that's what I was going to say. Oh. Okay, well. Uh, seven. <laughs> Or you just, can go higher. Heifetz Actually, I'll, Price I'll is right at you after <laughs> refusing to let you Price is right I'll him, stick right? with six and you, you go higher or lower. You can decide. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I picked first, so I get the number I decide. I'm not letting you just have that number. I get six. You can price it right me, and you're not going to do it? Well, it doesn't matter, because if it's over six, like, do you think it's I'm under six or six. over six? All right. I'll say it's, no, I want six. I'll pick six. <laughs> okay, fine, I'll do seven. All right, fine. Because here's why. Here's my logic. Oh I know for a fact the Empire State Building definitely has one. World Trade Center? World Trade Center definitely has one. I'm guessing, like, MetLife has one. And if I can think of three... My logic is there has to be three more. MetLife? Is it MetLife in New Jersey? Well, the stadium. But like they also have a big building right by Grand Central. Honestly, Grand uh, Central might have its own thing. Okay, well, that's so I'm like, like there has to be, like Madison Square Garden probably has its own zip code. That's well, four. I appreciate you guys doing the whole uh, Sherlock Holmes thing and trying to deduce how many it is. It's 42. So you were going to take a while to get up there. 42 buildings, so Heifetz wins. That's a lot. That's more Man. than I thought. Wow. I'm really getting taken behind the woodshed today. <laughs> I gave you the chance. You're like, no, I want six. Well, it's like, listen, y you made me pick first, so I wanted to actually stick. Because if it ended up being six, I would have never forgiven myself. Yeah, I get that. All right. That's so like if you cut Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Stick to my wits. So I, I, gets I, get, Rondale. I get Rondale. DK, you have Josh Palmer. So, Craig, you got you to gotta pick a third receiver here. I think there's another good option here. Uh, there's a couple. There's Alec Pierce. And then there's Nico Collins. And I kind of want to take Nico Collins because on the off chance that Brandon Cooks gets traded, Nico Collins becomes the number one receiver on the team. And even if he doesn't, even if Cooks doesn't get traded, 
I mean, Nico Collins is averaging over 50 receiving yards a game right now, just straight up. He's got over 300 yards in the season. He's played six games. Like, Nico Collins is a solid player. He's on the field all the time. And he's the opposite of Brandon Cooks. He's like enormously tall, big red zone threat type guy. So I'm going to go with uh, Nico Collins because I actually think his ceiling is higher than somebody like Alex Pierce. You have such a weird obsession with the Texans. I know. He missed this last week with an injury, but I assume he's probably getting close to coming back, right? I don't think I could depend on Texans. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to go Devin DuVernay for the, for the Ravens, whose name I never get right. DuVernay? I don't ever DuVernay. know what I'm getting out of him. He's just... No, but Rashad Bateman is hurt now. Rashad Bateman had a foot injury Thursday night, and again, he already missed a couple weeks of foot injury, came back. He's going to be out at least a couple weeks. He's probably out a few weeks. And I think every week that Bateman's out, Devin DuVernay has like a way bigger role. And also Mark Andrews is banged up. I'd rather roll with Devin DuVernay. Um, he, it's, he's never getting a lot of yards, but it just feels like they always give him the ball around the goal line, like undesigned and arounds or just like these screens. And he just, every time, he's like also a really good returner for them. And I feel like he's just good with the ball in space. Ian Harditz always jokes that like Devin DuVernay is going to have 25 touchdowns by like week 16 and we're still going to be debating <laughs> if we should add him or not. He yeah, scores exactly. every week, but he gets yeah. like three touches. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple of others to throw out here. Terrace Marshall for the Panthers, who has inherited like a pretty major role in the offense after they traded away uh, Robbie Anderson. So he has, he got nine targets, four catches, 87 yards this last week. Um, nine, he has, in the last two weeks, he has 12 targets, which is second on the team, 21% target rate. So he's actually, I don't know if it's reliable at this point, but like, again, this is a former second round pick. He's still just 22 years old. He did not play very much at all his rookie year, and he's been kind of stuck behind a bunch of guys to start out this season. But he has a starting role now. He's the number two pass catcher in the Panthers' offense. And so I think he's at least worth a speculative ad to see if this kind of continues to go up, like if he can kind of establish himself as the opposite guy from DJ Moore. I think he's... Like, would you rather have Devin DuVernay or Terrace Marshall? DuVernay? Um... Why can't I what? say his name right? I, I don't know. What you, you say it's not like, like a hard name to do. Duvernay. Duvernay. You almost say it like you're you're trying to have a French accent when you say it. I Duvernay. do. I, I I don't know why. This one I'll submit. I'm wrong. Just Although every Duvernay. time Duvernay. I've noticed more and more people pronounce Jaguars like how Craig does it. The Jaguars, like it's like Lizzie McGuire. That's how I say There's, it. Yeah. I, I, how is how do we pronounce Jaguars? So differently? I, I don't know. Hyphen says Jaguar. I bet <laughs> Jaguar. Duvernay. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I would rather have Terrace Marshall simply just because of the usage again. I know, and I know that the the joke, the, the Ian Hardest joke is actually very good because he'll just continue wow. to score points and everything. But I, I will take... Can you say that? That was actually really nice, the way you said Devin, Devin's name. Duvernay. Duvernay. Also, Van Jefferson is back. I don't know if he's ever going to touch the football, but Cooper Cup's hurt, so like, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then Darius Slayton, the Giants are on by, but like he's the number one receiver for the Giants now. I don't yeah. know what it took so long. He's been the best guy on this team for a while. Also, Tyquan Thornton on the Pats, Devontae Parker yes. hurt his knee, didn't come back. They said that Parker, his knee injury, he's only going to miss one game max, and then they're on by. Thornton's obviously very, very fast. So, but we'll see because we'll see if Parker ends up playing. I think Wondell Robinson's is still a good add too. He didn't have the production, but he had the snaps. And he was on the field for the whole game. Um, Would you I rather Slayton or Wandale, come. though? It's mm, a good question. I think Slayton just by a hair. I think I'd rather have Slayton. Yeah. Okay, so the receivers we're going for are 
DK likes Josh Palmer. Craig and I like Rondell Moore over Josh Palmer. And then Devin Duvernuha, or however you say it for the Ravens, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> Alec Pierce for the Colts. DK likes Terrace Marshall for the Panthers. I like him too, but DK likes him more than I do. Van Jefferson for the Rams is still alive. And then Darius Slayton and Wondell Robinson for the Giants are on bye. But sure, if you want him, go for it. But like, ugh. Did you say Nico Collins or you just erased him? Oh, I did not. I ignored him. Nico Collins erased Nico Collins too, yeah. Yeah. Nico. You know what I just, every time I look at him, his name on waivers, I think about Grand Theft Auto 4. It's like, Nico, my cousin. Welcome. No? Never. I never played GTA. But that commercial <laughs> was like burned in my brain when we were kids. No? Mm-hmm. That was like such a big deal when GTA 4 came. Oh, I'm getting nothing from Craig Ray. Craig's not a I never guy. I'm really not. I never played. I played like Madden and Super Smash Brothers growing up. That was like all I did video games wise. That's a lot. I, I'm very confident a lot of ghosts right now listening to this podcast are like, yes, yes, Nico, my cousin. To be shooter. honest, I, sure. I don't think my I don't think my mom like bought my brother and I any shooter games. I think she just wasn't a fan of those. So I never played any of those growing up. Yeah, my mom didn't want to, but she bought I, I Yeah, I haven't played video games since like the mid aughts. So I don't know. Well, you were playing what? Pong? <laughs> uh, that was good but uh i actually have played pong no. <laughs> i played pong too it's fun did you see that like atari and took... shit was popular when i was a little kid i will say i am kind of old did you see some researchers like took some like neurons like from human brains and like rat brains and just taught them to play pong yeah like, rat neurons just play pong yeah it's pretty nuts i mean it's it's a simple game i was really good at the original <laughs> super mario brothers Craig's like not impressed by the rats. Uh, oh, on. I had a Nintendo growing up and I've played so much Super Mario 64. I am an expert. I was an Xbox guy, but then when you go to college and you've been playing Xbox and then everyone there is like, it's like you play, you try to play Super Smash, but it's like you're go, showing up to beat Bane in the dark and it's just like everyone else has grown up in the <laughs> darkness and it's like you can't. <laughs> it's like good. the learning curve to get good at Smash if you didn't grow up playing Smash is like, it feels yes. impossible. Yes. Hot take. The best. I don't even actually. This is not a hot take. Maybe all my Super Smash heads out there, let me know. Melee on GameCube is the best Smash. I all right. So as an uh, outside observer, I feel like everyone's favorite Smash is the one that they had growing up, and or are just the one that they're best at. No, because thank you. So Jesse says that's not a hot take. Well, I grew up originally with the the original Smash Bros on Nintendo, which is great. I thought GameCube's Melee perfected it, and the physics are right. And then it gets messed up. Brawl on Wii's not good. And the rest of them are whatever. But I thought I thought Melee was the best one. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have thoughts on Super Smash Brothers or any video games. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Tight ends. It's a huge deal. 
There's I'm one curious. big fat pick. Okay. <laughs> Craig, just go. Give us your big fat pick. It's, it's Isaiah Likely. Oh my God, yeah. Big, I, would, I would hurt people. I would hurt people to get Isaiah Likely. <laughs> Jeez. If Mark uh, yeah, Andrews so, is out, yeah. uh, Isaiah Likely is like a revelation. I mean, he's probably a top five tight end, right? Immediately. I I think yes. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It's not saying a whole lot, but yeah. No, but <laughs> we, but so we liked in the preseason he had like 144 yards and a touchdown. This Bucks game that the Ravens just played on Thursday, it looked like a preseason game. Like Mark Andrews got hurt. Isaiah likely just stepped in and he just was open all the time. It looked like a preseason game the way he was moving. Just I actually think you're right, Craig. Like if and every game Andrews misses, Isaiah likely is like very easily if if Kelsey and Andrews are the top tier. I feel like very easily Kelsey's the top tier and Isaiah Likely's right there with anyone in the second tier. I agree. The only thing that sucks is after this week's game, they have a bye, like we said earlier, talking about Duvernay. So there's a chance that you might only get him for a week if Mark Andrews is back after their bye, but you know you can only do what you but can do. Here's my question, DK. I feel like Isaiah Likely was so good that they actually have to start getting him the ball even if they weren't. Mark Andrews is healthy. He straight up seems like the second best player on the team. Yeah, it's, they have no yeah. receivers anyway. Why aren't they just doing two tight end sets and running, making him run routes? I, don't I know. think that, the real answer is they weren't sure if they could, how much they could like trust him and deal with him. And I think that that one game he was so good that come out of their bye, I kind of think considering Bateman's foot is hurt, there's no way they can't get likely the ball more. I go like like this team. He's so obvious. He's so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think he would be the best tight end on like 27 teams. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because he just hasn't been running very many routes prior to this last week. So it's like he's certainly not reliable in fantasy. Um, maybe, I don't know, schematically, like maybe it's like he just plays too similar of a role to Andrews. They're just like kind of redundant. I'm not really sure exactly why they haven't used him more. Um, or maybe he's just not a good enough blocker. You know, I, I'm not sure, but I, I do agree with you guys. Like, get your best players in there. He's clearly one of their best pass catchers, like, already. Um, the way he moves is he doesn't feel like a tight end. He just feels like a big receiver. Like, he's very yes. athletic after the catch. Um, he can get himself open in the middle, get a good feel for, like, soft spot in the, in the zone kind of deal. And so, I yeah, I think this guy's got a very bright future. And in, in the meantime, when Andrews is gone, which I think we can assume he'll miss at least one game, but I'm we not 100% we'll sure see. on that. They got an 11-day gap between Thursday and Monday Night Football. So if Andrews is out, he is for sure, like Craig said, like probably going to be ranking in the top five, top six, seven, like something like that. He's going to have potentially a huge game. So yeah, likely it was my number one guy here too. Oh, as you said that, uh, I just saw Roquan Smith from the Bears was traded to the Ravens. Not that that impacts us, but well, (laughs) yeah, he's very good. He'll be very good there. Okay. So Isaiah likely showed out time. This is a this is the most exciting big showdown one. time I felt. Yeah, especially at the tight end position. Like, how often is there a sexy tight end ad? It feels <laughs> like winning the lottery if you get Isaiah likely. It is the Isaiah likely showdown time. Yeah, it's from Lee. 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 Oh, you got to let me know if we've done this one before. How many acting credits does Samuel L. Jackson have on IMDb? I don't think we've done it. I believe he's in the most movies ever. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct, but I, I, I believe that is true. That's, uh, I, man. So he's, so he's older than he seems, right? He's, I bet you he's like 73 or something. Oh my God. And he's been acting, oh my God. So he's been acting for like 50 years. Let me look him up. How old is he? He's, he is 73. Look at me. Wow. Holy shit. Look, <laughs> someone produces the rewatchables. 
Oh my God, I don't even know. I mean, like, my only question is, is it like in the thousands? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that way too high? I always get too high. I've got I'm to say answer. 607. That's probably too high too, but we'll see. I was going to say like 300. Yeah, I was going to say around 300 as well. I'm going to say, so can I now price is right high? It's, yeah, price is right, me. I'm going to say 299. 203. Oh, that was way less than I was thinking. Damn, so Craig gets Isaiah Likely. Huge for me. Oh, really son upsetting. of a bitch, Craig. Motherfucker. Okay, so I was by far the furthest away, right? Yeah, yeah you, you think about so, it, I mean, get, so I get next up, so I'll take Evan Ingram, just because it's like Isaiah Likely, but like the extremely, extremely sad version of Isaiah Likely. Hey! It's like if Isaiah Likely were not cool. He's the tight end 14 this year, Evan Ingram. He is the definition of the Amendoza line. He's like 50 yards every game. Dude, he's actually like a bigger part of every of Jaguars game. It's just like Trevor Lawrence has been so bad in the, near the goal line, but like Evan Ingram actually should have two touchdowns last week. He's, he's super solid. All right, DK, are you going to go back to your Tyler Conklin well? We would have said Greg Dulcich, however, he's on by. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's if I have to have a guy for this week, I'm going with Tyler Conklin, who once again produced. Um, and then if I'm not going with him, I would definitely grab, I mean, I think regardless, grab Dulcich because he's already looking like you know, top six, seven type guy. Right now, he's fifth in points per game in PPR. Yeah. Um, that's oh, obviously a very ends. small sample, but, um, you, you know, they're utilizing him downfield, doing the things that you want him to do. Do you think that since Greg Dulcich is the only person that has chemistry with Russell Wilson, that Greg Dulcich must be very weird as a person? <laughs> like, he's the only Possibly. one that seems to be on Russ's wavelength. So, like, what does that mean about Greg Dulcich? He's the only know. one who could sleep on the plane while Russ was doing high knees. Maybe that, yeah, it's a heavy sleeper. What's going on with Cortland Sutton? He started out the year so strong and he's just falling off the map. Um, I can, do you want to know? Here. Oh, I have a bunch of, you want to know the Broncos? The Broncos offense, I, I mean, they're last in everything. They, except they're first in the, like, punts or drive, but they're last in, like, every step. But the one that I like the most, they're last in the most basic one, points per drive which is more or less Russell Wilson's job, right? Points per drive. They are behind the 2008 Detroit Lions in points per drive. Uh, is that the team that went 0-16? The 0-16 Detroit Lions <laughs> were having more points per drive than the Broncos this year. Yikes. And, again, and the Tim Tebow Broncos were miles ahead of them in points per drive and just points at this point in the season. I mean, they did win this last week. Credit to the Broncos. But no, they Russell did nothing. They won because <laughs> Trevor Lawrence threw a pick at first and goal on the one-yard line, and the game would have effectively been over from that point. Hmm. Okay. So tight ends, again, Isaiah Likely, if he's out there, I, if Mark Andrews misses, Isaiah Likely is like the best tight end streamer for a week all year. Uh, Evan Engram, Tyler Conklin, and then beyond that, I mean, I don't know, Godspeed. Quarterbacks, Dude, it's not a huge quarterback streaming week because not that many quarterbacks are on by this week. It's like, you know, Dak, Russ. If you have Dak or Russell Wilson, you've probably already sought another guy. However, Justin Fields, man. Justin Fields is available in like three quarters of ESPN leagues. Mm -hmm. And he's just straight up probably a top 12, top 10 quarterback the rest of the way. Like, he's got the garbage time potential. He can run. He's second in carries, second in yards, second in rushing yards, second in rushing touchdowns. Like, he's, he's the guy for the second half. Yeah, he's been running a ton, which is obviously great. Gives him the the foundation, the floor for a good fantasy day. He's still very hit or miss as a passer, but... 21 points per game last yeah. three weeks. Well, they're running. Yeah, no, they discovered their 6'4", 240 quarterback as a cyborg. As DK he's so it. fast. He, he, he broke 20 miles an hour this last week. 
Like, I just don't, again, I just don't get it. I don't want to get it. Did you want to go on your rants about how coaches don't know how to use their own players? I I just don't understand why it took a year and a half. Like, we saw this in college. Like, it could have, it would have taken me one day to realize this guy should be utilized in the running game. And it's taken the Bears. Granted, it's two different coaching staffs. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. Took them two, a year and a half to figure it out. Like, what are we doing here? That's all. Yeah, I think Fields, if you can get Fields, go Fields. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Geno Smith for the rest of the season? Geno. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, You guys made fun of me for ranking Geno high in our rest of season rankings, and we didn't even have Justin Fields on there. I didn't. Craig did. Craig offline told me he would bet his balls that Danny Kelly had uh, Justin Fields ranked the highest. And it was true. I did. And now I miss him. Okay, Gino, the last three weeks, 19, 14, 12. Let's all settle down. Okay, defense <laughs> is the stream. Dude, speaking of which, weirdly, the Seahawks defense against Arizona, it's crazy to suggest the Seahawks team, but like, I don't know. The, the cornerbacks in Seattle, they're real. Yeah, they've been good. They've like double digit points, depending on your defense. Is it the, the, the rookie corner on the Seahawks lead the league in interceptions? They're incredible and like they're lengthy. And it's Tariq like, Wallen. Yeah. Dick, don't the Seahawks cornerbacks kind of seem like perfect to stop the Cardinals? It's like everything Kyler does is with the Hopkins, and I feel like they're lengthy and big enough to fight DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't know. I feel like their Cardinals aren't going to be able to pass much on them. I don't want to jinx anything. I don't know. I, they are certainly playing better than they were at the beginning of the year. Like during the beginning of the year, they couldn't stop anything. Like they were the worst defense in the NFL, full stop. But now they've definitely been better over the last three weeks. I mean, we watched this in the Giants game. Like they did pretty well at, at stifling what the Giants wanted to do. Of course, the Giants don't have good receivers, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're definitely making strides and, and the, uh, the Cardinals offense is just, it's not good. Like, it's just so discombobulated constantly. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I would recommend this, but I do think the Chiefs defense is interesting against the Titans if Tannehill's skimpy, because I don't think the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be like, yeah, we'll just let Derek Henry run for 200 yards again. It's like they're going to make ta- like a hobbled Ryan Tannehill beat them or Malik Willis, whatever they do. But I'm not saying I'd recommend that, but it's it's a tough week to stream defenses. There's not a lot of great options. So maybe just stick with whatever you got. Okay. You guys want a couple of emails? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we don't have a ton today, but I just wanted to follow up. We, uh, we talked last week about random C and like D-list celebrity encounters. Yeah. I wanted to just rip through a few. Some of these were just very funny to me. Uh, this is from Andrew. 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 Where's Andrew. Andrew. Where's the Andrew. <laughs> I was at a bar in Los Angeles standing and trying to jockey for position when a guy behind me kept shouldering into me to try to get past me. And I'm not a small guy. So after he kept shouldering me, I turned around and was going to give him like the big, tall guy stare down to let him know, like, stop. And I turned <laughs> around. It was Chuck Liddell. Greatest UFC <laughs> fighter ever. Oh, that would have been bad. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So he let Chuck Liddell go. Seth said that Tiger Woods stepped on my foot walking into a restaurant at the MGM in Vegas, <laughs> and Tiger Woods apologized. Had to hit it off a of Frankenstein's fat foot. Not exactly a C-list celebrity, but I'll accept it. No, yeah. I thought that was fun. <laughs> Quint said that he was in a mall with his friends in high school and in the Bose store, and he walks in. And Biz Markey walks into the Bose store Biz with his Markey. entourage, sits in one of the massage chairs, and just posts up. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's sick. R.I.P. Guy went to Ball State, which I guess Ball State's in Muncie, Indiana. And in 2006, they had the show called uh, Armed and Famous, which is where celebrities could join the Muncie Police Department. And he's at a bar. <laughs> what the and hell? We Ma- and Wee Man <laughs> is there. And he wants to God, buy Wee Man a drink. He's like, nah, man, I'm not allowed to drink while we're filming. 
Wow. America good for, is, good for we, man. America is pathetic. This is the worst country. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> we're just like, just describing the reality TV shows in this country tells you a lot. You want to join Muncie's police department? <laughs> Come on in. What the fuck? How many reality shows, like, can you imagine what isn't getting greenlit on the reality I, TV shows? Oh, God. Can you imagine? The most depraved I, pitches of all time. The <laughs> most Los Angeles job I met of anybody while I was living in LA was I had my my roommates, this girl, she was, this girl that my roommate was seeing um, worked at, I forget what studio, it might have been CBS, I forget, but she was literally one of the, the people who tested uh, courses for all like the challenge type courses that they put on shows. So if like they do American Ninja Warrior, she has to like test the course or like anything Holy weird. Cow. So literally, she it was like we were at a party, and she's like, "Tell me, yeah, Monday at work, I'm gonna have to like swim through a pool of chocolate pudding." <laughs> she's just the most amazing athlete you've is ever met. She an athlete, yeah. I feel like yeah, is she, she a stunt very, double type person. She's like yeah, a former like, gymnast. Yes, she was very outdoorsy, but like it wasn't all American Ninja Warrior. It was like swimming through chocolate pudding, and like she had to test like the floor is lava and all that shit. <laughs> I had like, a, that I had a phase where I was very into American Ninja Warrior. Like there was probably like six months there where I like watched it religiously. I always thought that Wipeout had so much potential as a show. Yes. I really liked Wipeout, but they, they made it so corny and hacky. And I thought it was, they just like, they made it like a Nickelodeon show. And I, they just should have treated it like a crazy, you know, obstacle course. And instead they tried to make it like funny, but I liked, I, I would love to, that should be a bachelor party desti destination. Is you should be able to just go to the Wipeout course. That reminds <laughs> me, we had, we had a guy who was a producer um, for one of the major networks. I don't even remember. It's like during the 90s and 2000s. And he emailed telling me, and hi, Fitz and you, the full story. It was me mostly because I was talking about how I love these dating shows from like the early 2000s, like Rock of Love. He emailed me giving the whole breakdown of like the timeline of all parts of that like reality TV, like whatever genre. And so I want to say thanks for that. That was very intriguing. It was really the golden age of reality TV, like the early 2000s. Yeah, there was a million of those shows. I, I, I had completely forgotten about like 90% of them. There's so many like dating shows, like celebrity dating shows. The one with um, the former rapper, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Flavor Flav? Yes, the Flavor Flav series of, of like shows. There was like multiple Flavor Flav ones. My God. So Dude, amazing. the Comedy Central roast of Flavor Flav was something to behold. I never saw that one. It's really good. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have random uh The D-list celebrity TV. is a really... This, this is fun. I could do this for like another 10 minutes. Can I give you one more <laughs> that I thought was, that really yes. tickled me? Yes. Uh, so, so I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to leave this person's name out, but nine years ago, I was leaving a bar in my hometown of Mountain View, California, and someone stopped me and put a hand on my shoulder. I turn around, and it's like reigning UFC lightweight champion BJ Penn. Oh, wow. Who was very good and very famous. And he stopped me to vouch for his identity because he didn't have his ID on him and the bouncer at a bar was giving him a hard time and would not let him in. <laughs> and I think this is so funny because it's the opposite of every celebrity story ever where it's like, you go up to a person, you're like, are you, are you that person? They're like denying and it, yeah. I think it's so funny that BJ Penn comes up to you and you're like, hey, hey, I, tell this guy I'm BJ Penn. <laughs> I just think it's like a celebrity being like, aren't I, it's like, aren't I Joel McHale? Tell this person. <laughs> oh, man. That should, be, that, that should be how you qualify to, for the Joey Pants Award. 
you can only be a joy pants if you have to get somebody else in line to vouch for your identity as a celebrity. <laughs> then you qualify. It's pretty good. All right. That's all we got. Thank you to everyone for emailed us for all the local celebrity stuff. Email us about reality TV shows. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jesse, for production help. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Grizzly Bear. Nope. How have we done that? <laughs> well, who's, it? who's you that? You tell me, Heifetz. I don't remember. I just remember. Google Grizzly Google Bear Gri two weeks. I just Googled song. Grizzly Bear and it came up and I was like, surprised. This that is a bear. Grizzly Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just surprised. I was like, oh yeah, right, bears. Two weeks while we wait for the others. Those are my two favorite grizzly bears. I like Grizz, who has nothing to do with grizzly bear. I'm listening right now. It took two weeks. I'm just reading the Wikipedia page for grizzly bears. They kind of wow. have the same vibe as, um, who's that band that does all the insane music videos where it's like okay, dominoes? Go? Okay, go. Yeah, okay, go vibes. I don't know, okay, go. You don't? You see no. it. You know the ones where they jumped the treadmills that was like super viral like yes. 10 oh, years ago? Yes, I think I know what you're talking and about. And then they did the, the Rube Goldberg one. Yes, 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 yes. What do you think, Craig? Do you like it or what? Yeah. It's very, it, it very much sounds like late aughts, early 2010s, kind of like... This is 2009, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Passion Pit? Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Like uh, the Fun, remember them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is not at all what we're talking about, but so I was looking on grizzly bears and anytime I'm on the grizzly bears, I like always think about alligators because like my great fear, like the animal I'm most afraid of is like alligators or crocodiles because oh, like, wow, really? once they get you, there's nothing you really? can do. Oh my God. I'm just like, it's, it's, you ever seen Archer? It's like, they survived the KT extinction, Cyril. But <laughs> the creepiest thing I, I, I've learned about alligators, you know when like their heads up on the water and like you know you just obviously you just see like their face and their eyes and something and like they're obviously lurking. I've always just assumed that they were like horizontal, but they're like hanging down. They're kind of standing up like a bear. They're actually standing and like their little arms and something about them being more like human like standing waiting to just eat. Just standing there in the water. Is so much creepier <laughs> to me. Are they standing or are they floating? They're like, floating. They I'm going to bring my second monitor all the way around. And just show you this. Look at that. How oh, that is weird. They're standing. Isn't it like horrifying to think about that oh, it's standing that. waiting? Isn't that like way scarier? <laughs> Go, I don't like that. <laughs> it's so much scarier. You got Craig. I still don't think they're the scariest, but I I live in the Northwest. We don't have fucking alligators. That, yeah, that's why. It's like, man, you're going to South Carolina. It's just like we got to talk to Kevin Clark about this. Let's let's have a full Florida episode soon. By the way. I don't. Yeah. But if you're from Florida, you're kind of like by nature, self-selection, not afraid of gators because there's just so many gators, you know? Gators aren't even in my top five of yeah, animals. Same. What are your top five? It's, I think number one is probably sharks. Yeah. Sharks, I'm like, I, I'm not afraid of sharks as much because it's like, I don't know. It's just like, don't fuck with a shark and you'll be fine. Don't well, you don't really dust. have a choice when you're in the water. <laughs> it's, you just have to pray the shark doesn't want to fuck with you. Shark attacks are like rare, though. Well, and yeah. Alligators, man. I don't know if they're rare, but. I don't, like, I don't like cougars. I don't like mountain lions. I think that's the scariest animal. Such like a suburban Washington answer. Well, yeah, there's woods around me with cougars in them. I just rewatched The Edge with Anthony Hopkins. You guys seen that one? And Alec yeah, Baldwin? That's a great one. Yeah, the, the bear. Bears. Yeah, bears are Bart no the joke. bear. That was Bart the bear. The bear. Yeah. Bart the bear is like the Michael Jordan of bear <laughs> yes, actors. Yes. He is, is Bart like the incredible. Bear? He's, he's the Leo, like he's the Leo of bears. Yes. That he's, is 100% he's the Sam true. Jackson of bears, if you will. Anthony Sam. Hopkins had like glowing reviews of Bart. So Bart he was like the incredible. Bear. 
I'm sorry. The fact what? that I know Bart the Bear yes. like tells you how famous Bart the Wait, Bear so was. Wait, so this is a bear that was in all these movies? Yes. His name was Bart the Bear. He was unreal. <laughs> Who's like the person deciding I'm going to get this bear into film? <laughs> Who does that? He just had, there was something about him. And they were oh like, my you know God, what? I'm on his Wikipedia. This is crazy. This yeah. is maybe, the, dude, this is a, this is a rewatchable thing. The people who all appear in opposite films with Bart are Robert Redford, Morgan Freeman, Dan Aykroyd, Daryl Hannah, Ethan Hawke, Steven Seagal, Brad Pitt, Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins. Dude, listen, this is Anthony Hopkins who has worked with Bart in two movies. <laughs> this is his, this is his, a comment on his time with Bart. Uh, Hopkins was absolutely brilliant with Bart. He acknowledged and respected him like a fellow actor. He would spend hours just looking at Bart and admiring him. He did so for many of his own scenes with Bart. That sounds exactly right. <laughs> there, apparently there's a Bart the Bear too. There's a second Bart the Bear. Dude, Anthony Hopkins has a giant bear thing in his office in Westworld, and I wonder if Anthony Hopkins like personally requested that. Probably did. Wow. Oh, he right, was well, the one you, in Bart Legends the of the Fall, too. Wow. Does Bart have an IMDb? That's a good question. Maybe. He's grossed over $31 million in the United States. Oh, my God, he does. Oh, my God. The bear has an IMDb. The bear has an IMDb. Dude, Bart has an Oscar nomination. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. What do you mean? What do you mean he has an Oscar nomination? For what? Uh, He's a bear. It's his Wikipedia. Uh, The bear... Was a hit in both Europe and the United States. Like the movie he was entitled The Bear. Um, and it reportedly resulted in an Oscar nomination for Bart, which he was unable to go to because animal actors are precluded from receiving Academy Awards. <laughs> oh, I thought he was like, he had like a schedule conflict or something. <laughs> Too busy. <laughs> He's hibernating. <laughs> He's not really into that whole scene. Oh, God. Uh, Bart the Bear was nine foot seven. Nine foot seven. That's an enormous bear. <laughs> wow. All right, well, anyway, shout out Bart the Bear. Bear. All right, Bart goodbye, the, so everyone. Wait, wait, oh, no, it says Bart the Bear was recommended by Ernest Gold. For, so he's recommended for an Academy Award in the Special Achievement category for the movie The Bear. Can you imagine being like a person <laughs> at the Oscars thinking you're going to be in the running for Special Achievement? And like, Fucking a bear, bear beats you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? That happens in a movie. What movie does that happen in where someone's waiting for an award and they give it to like a dog? <laughs> no. I don't know. What movie is That's this? Good question. Sounds like something from like Ragnarok or something. I don't know. <laughs> Someone is yelling. Listen, this podcast is yelling the answer right now. I'm Emails. sorry to that person. Emails are your fantasy football. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.